Welcome to Ann Arbor Sparks CEO Podcast, conversations on economic opportunity. My name is Paul Kretko, and I'm the president and CEO of Ann Arbor Spark. Ann Arbor Spark is a public-private partnership of business, government, and academic institutions working to advance the economy of the Ann Arbor region. Welcome to a series of conversations with key leaders from those sectors. Joining me today is Aaron Howard, Chief Delivery Officer at Novacost, and Paul Anderson, Founder and CEO at Novacost. Thanks for coming in today. Uh, make some time for Thank us. Thank you. Happy to be here. Great. Great. Well, Aaron and Paul, I always like to start off with, you know, learning a little bit of, about more about you and sharing that with our audience. So tell us about your background and, and your roles at Novacost. Sure. So I'm Paul, President and CEO, and uh, I started in the IT industry 25 years ago as an IT consultant. Uh, bounced around to a couple of different companies early on in my career. and. I came away with the notion I, I didn't like the models that they were operating under. Um, mostly the, the the technical talent was treated as uh, disposable widgets and mm -hmm. it was more on the, 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 the company thought that there was loyalty with the, the customer base and what, what I found early on is that customers really wanted uh, the people that could solve their problems. That's where their loyalty lied. Uh, eventually I, I went into business with somebody else. We started a company. Uh, did that for about two years. Mm -hmm. He bought me out, and I used that money to start this company. Okay. Um, the idea being, I wanted to create a, a haven for technical people to have a, a platform to be really successful and have a, a very uh, collaborative, supportive environment in mm -hmm. which to kind of bring their wares to the world. And, and that was where? Where was that? You, where you did that? Your first company, and then the, as you found both in Santa Barbara, in California, Santa Barbara. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and that so this company started in November of 1996. Okay. So uh, we're coming up on 20 years in business. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I was a, a computer science grad from UCSB and um, met Paul and, and, and basically learned about the, the platform and the opportunity to to write code for for different customers all over the country. And ultimately, it was a bet on myself that I could be successful in consulting, and I, I took that opportunity. And then myself and our CTO, Adam Gray, started recruiting developers from UCSB, and, mm -hmm. and we learned that we could train really talented young people to, to join us and do what we do. I, I ran that team for a decade and, and built that to over 40 developers and, and took my new role, which, um, at which I oversee the, the services organization. So not just development, um, security engineers, engineers, project managers, our SOC, and, and uh, basically the people that deliver service for us. Well, tell us more about the company history and sort of the growth strategy, you know, how big you are, uh, all those kind of sort of the vital statistics side of the, of the question. Sure. So we started, as I said, in November of 96, uh, five IT people just servicing customers in Santa Barbara. Um, the idea was uh, to grow. So as a tech company you kind of have to come at it from one of two angles either you're going to focus on a geography and you're going to mm -hmm. tailor your offerings to meet whatever the customer needs are in that geography or you do what we did which is to focus on specific technologies that we were interested in and then you have to go much wider to right. make sure that you have a big enough customer base so it didn't take long till we started growing into the LA market and up and down the, the, the southern coast of California and then we developed a relationship with UCSB because you do have that problem of how do you get more talent into the sure. company. Um, you can find it organically here and there, but mm -hmm. really that, that stream of talent coming out of the university is what fueled our, our kind of people growth side of the equation. As we continued to grow, we d 
developed that similar relationship with UCLA, which mm -hmm. is also an excellent uh, computer science program. And from there, we started growing outside the state. Over the years, I've made roughly 10 acquisitions. Mm -hmm. Really all businesses in similar uh, business as us, just in different geographies. And uh, today, after all of that, um, we sit at roughly 200 employees. Wow. Uh, everybody's spread across, uh, in the US, they're across uh, 28 states. Uh, we've got five employees in Mexico City, three up in Toronto, and then we just uh, acquired office space in London, and okay. we're starting to hire out of there. Okay, okay, cool. Well, so you've been at this, as you just described, for, for 20 years. Talk a little bit more about, specifically, I mean, you've described your sort of a, a differentiation that you're trying to make as you approach the potential addressable market here. Tell us a little more about what you do and how that's different from other IT companies. Yeah, so it, as Paul kind of described, we're, we're really a, a technology company built by technologists, and specifically in the development and security space. What's unique about us, it, it, first and foremost, is our approach to looking for people. Um, we, we look for, for people that are talented first, um, passionate, and, and have that sort of grit to, to get things done when things get hard. Um, we look for those things before having a specific niche skill set because all of that in technology you can teach. Um, the next thing about us is what you find when you engage Novacos consultants is these are all people that will, will jump in a foxhole with you, which has always been our differentiator. Companies that are of a very large size that have very hard problems will meet our people and they'll jump into a situation with them that's very difficult and we always come out because we just won't stop till we get something done. Finally, the sort of secret sauce for us has been this development team that we spoke of. Oftentimes in technology, you're working with software vendors, you're working with companies, infrastructure departments, and there's always problems that come up that can't be solved by some piece of software. We've always been the group that raised our hand like, yeah, we can do that. It, it doesn't matter what it is. We'll, we'll figure it out. We'll write code. We'll bring in developers to solve that. Um, that's got us into to more doors and helped us solve more problems than, than anything else. Mm -hmm. So it's been really a great formula for us and, and, it, and it continues to allow us to continue to grow at, at a great pace. Mm -hmm. So highly tailored solutions. Absolutely, and it, we look for the hard problems to solve. So, you know, one of the reasons we're having a conversation today is that you are based in California, as you described, but you're opening an expansion uh, here in Ann Arbor. What's the history been in Michigan, and why did you decide to uh, look at Ann Arbor and our, our region? Sure. So just organically, we've had customers uh, in Michigan and the surrounding states for a long time. We've had an employee here, actually in Kalamazoo, for over a decade. Again, just somebody we found mm -hmm. organically. Um, so there's always been a, a smattering of interest in the area. Uh, in 2014, we acquired a company uh, called Accent that was in Brighton, Michigan. Okay. So that gave us another dozen or so employees locally and in the surrounding okay. states. They were a little spread out as well. So that gave us a, a bigger foothold here. I'll turn it over to Aaron to talk about really why we, we decided to have a more formal expansion here in, in Ann Arbor. So we've had this model where we, we look for incredibly talented young people out of universities that we've been very successful at, at, at UCSB and UCLA. We wanted a presence, a trainee program in an Eastern time zone. We started looking for first top computer science universities. University of Michigan, it's ranked number 13, tied with UCLA. 
Um, we looked at a number of those. The next thing we looked at is which one of these universities is in a town where people would love to live and stay after college if they could, if there was an awesome opportunity for them. That cut the list down to a couple of places pretty quickly. We came out to Ann Arbor and, and somewhat fell in love with the area. For us, it reminds me very much of Santa Barbara. The streets are beautiful, the people mm -hmm. are great. Um, the university has an entrepreneurial vibe that is very much similar to UCLA, UCSB, mm -hmm. Silicon mm -hmm. Valley area. Um, so it's very attractive. Uh, so we immediately snatched office space right on um, State and Liberty, right under the Michigan Theater, and, and started going. Very cool. Um, well, um, you talked a little bit about th those advantages of being here. Was there anything, now that you've done that, is there anything else that you've found since then that uh, surprised you or made, made you feel even better about your decision? You know, we, we had a hint because uh, Paul mentioned out of the Accent group we hired, there was one developer that went to U of M, and that developer has been an incredible asset for us and, and has been a, a star in, in a number of customers. And so the past month, school started. We've done all of our recruiting events. We've started our trainee mm -hmm. program, our, our pipeline of, of talent coming in. And um, they, are, they are exceeding expectations on all fronts. So we're very excited to start filling that pipeline and, and bring those people on board. It's interesting because one of the things that I have a lot of conversations with companies, and one of the things that I'm, I'm very in, interested in and intrigued by your model is, it, now, this is my take, so I may, may not have, have understood you both correctly, but um, you seem to have a, a long view. Uh, that you're recruiting talent and trying to give them work and assignments and environment that make them want to grow with you as as a company. Uh, is that a, is that a fair take? Absolutely. The the investment we've made here is not a six month investment. Mm -hmm. It's five years for that trainee program to have a full mm -hmm. pipeline. Those people to be out in the field mm -hmm. helping customers. Absolutely, it's a long view. But I, again, I think that that comes from my idea for founding the company mm -hmm. was I, I just wanted to create an environment where technical people, and not just technical people, all of our employees, but primarily technical people can have a place that they can call home mm -hmm. and, and grow. Mm -hmm. So we look for those brilliant technical people that have an entrepreneurial mm -hmm. spirit. And, and in some ways, we describe our, our company as an entrepreneurial platform for very talented okay. people. Yeah. And if they have an, an idea for a new business opportunity, we're sure. all ears. Sure. Because one of the things that, that I often hear uh, is uh, from companies that, that come here is they describe the same thing you did, that there's a, a rich pool of talent coming out of UM. I, I very much liked your notion about how you're approaching that. But oftentimes we talk to companies and it's, well, I'm, help me find somebody who's been managing a project with six or seven years of experience. And what we kind of say to them is, part of what needs to happen is you need to be able to grow talent to right. that location, um, uh, to not that location, to, but to that skill set, right. to, that, to that level. And one of the things I often talk about with, with companies is, what we notice in the marketplace here is some companies do this part of the process very, very well and don't have challenges with talent acquisition. And other companies have a lot of challenges with talent acquisition. And I think my take after being here for five and a half years is it has a lot to do with the philosophy of the company and the culture of the company and the approach that the leadership takes. Uh, it's, it's not that 
you know, you can just uh, hold up a sign and say, "Hey, come work for me." That, given to the competitive environment for the talent, that you've got to you've got to have that culture and that sort of philosophy. Absolutely, you you can't have a, an ego-driven company from the top down. You you have to allow people to come in and have their own ideas and their own way of doing business, as long as it fits within the parameters of, of you know how your company runs. I'll say there's probably a thousand things that we don't do well, mm -hmm. but that onboarding of talent out of mm -hmm. universities and kind of over time mm -hmm. letting them choose their path, we do that really well. Yeah, and I think the other thing that Aaron said that I think is really true is that we, we are very much trying to encourage, because uh, the University of Michigan, much like UCLA and others, is a, is a global institution right. attracting students from all over the world. So, so how do you uh, capture more of the talent that the university is generating since they're coming from all over the nation, all over the world? And what you hear repeatedly from some is just what you said. Gosh, if I could find the right opportunity and stay in this town because I liked coming here and going to school, that would be something that I would really like to do. And it even extends further. We, we get a lot of students, well, they're not students anymore, but people who are graduates who uh, have moved to another community and they get to child rearing age and they say, geez, I'd really like to raise, a, raise my family in Ann Arbor because it was such a great community. So right. the notion that we have is if we can really highlight opportunities for graduates that we know are here and connect them with them, um, more of them will stay here and, and grow the talent pool for all the companies. So, yeah. Well, so you talked a little bit about some of your challenges, uh, maybe in our last few minutes together. What are some of the biggest challenges that you're facing as a company now, and how are you overcoming them? Well, I'd say if, if you look at our history and, and, again, come back to we had no funding, right? We had very little money to start up the company, so we, we had to kind of survive through that. Um, we had the, the post Y2K downturn mm -hmm. in the tech, which almost killed us. Yeah. Um, and then we had the, the global recession in the 2000s. And all of those things and the challenges we face today, I think the, the reason that we were able to survive and be successful in those, and, and a lot of times we're even successful in spite of those yes. conditions, is because we just stay focused on two fundamental things. One is we're really cautious with our cash. We're, we're not funded, so we have to watch every dollar we spend so we don't spend frivolously. And two, we really just focus on what we do well, which is if, if we've got those brilliant engineers and developers that customers want, that, that market's not gonna go away. Mm -hmm. So we try not to lose our focus and mm -hmm. divert our efforts into areas that may or may not be successful. We'll take chances time and again, but um, we stay very focused on what we do well. Yeah. And I'd say the other thing that, that has always helped us is we're a company that just shows up. When, when there are companies that have problems, we, we get on planes and we, we go meet with them, and we're, we're not afraid to dig in. And I think during those hard times, having a, a partner, a consulting company that, that will show up and, and dig into those hard problems with you is, is what, what got us through that. Right, we'll jump on a plane, we'll worry about the PO later. Mm -hmm. So we've mm -hmm. had very long-standing customers mm. who know that we're that kind of foxhole sure. company that they can trust. Yeah. yeah. Fabulous. Well, close out. So what are you looking forward to most by coming to the Michigan market? And, and what's your what's your level of optimism about the region? So I'll let Aaron answer that. But I, I just want to emphasize, we looked at a, probably a half a dozen cities very seriously before we settled on Ann Arbor. So, you know, we 
we definitely did a, a thorough vetting process, and we were close on a few other mm -hmm. well-known uh, universities, but Ann Arbor was the, the clear choice. Just um, after being here a short time and, and meeting people, I mean, I'm, I'm incredibly optimistic. One of the things that I'm always excited about is as we get ingrained in the community and the university, we get involved in, in computer science clubs and capstone projects and, and the ideas that we hear about and, and ultimately get to participate in and, and meet those people and, and have them join us. It's always an adventure. We don't know what we're going to find. We don't know who we're going to meet. And, but we know there's a ton of talent here. I'm very excited, very optimistic, and I can't wait to uh, to spend more time in Ann Arbor. Yeah, we haven't even finished building out the office space, but I'm already anticipating uh, needing to get more space. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's good news. But again, since since this is the, the you know our conversation today, welcome to Ann Arbor. Uh, thank, thank you for making the investment uh, and and coming here, and uh, we we look forward to working with you in the future and helping you grow. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Paul. You guys have thank been you. great help, so thank yeah. you. Yeah, thank right, you to great. Spark, yeah. Okay, well, again, thank you for taking the time to speak with us today. And I want to thank our audience for listening and learning more about those leaders and organizations who are working hard to create the Ann Arbor region's economic future. These conversations are brought to you by Ann Arbor Spark. Ann Arbor Spark is a public-private partnership of business, government, and academic institutions working to advance the economy of the Ann Arbor region. For more information about Spark, you can find us on the web at annarborusa.org, also on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. For more information about NovaCoast, please visit NovaCoast, and that's spelled N-O-V-A-C-O-A-S-T.com.